And we are back for another episode, stimulating episode of the Eagles Last Stand. I'm your host, Josh Sarnum, and today I'm joined by a special guest host. Everybody, I hope you welcome Brady Nicole. Brandy, welcome, man. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Well, that's fantastic. I'm glad you're here. You know, uh, we keep firing everybody. No, that's not true. Uh, My time will come. <laughs> tomorrow. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, no, so we've uh, been having a good time here uh, interviewing the, the last couple guys. And uh tell you what, uh, this weekend's been kind of special for uh, the club here because not only do we have a family member in the house, but uh, we got a, a local superstar. <laughs> last night's show, first off, Lee Cruz is on the podcast. We haven't Thank you. Spot, spied that by now. But last night. Eagles Last Stand? Ego, yeah. Oh. Ego. Ego's Last Stand. Ego's Last Stand. Well, that's much better. That's much better. Because yeah, I think Eagles. was this a nature preserve show? <laughs> the Eagles Last Stand. It's, it's Native American. Um, our logo is that that Indian crying on the side of the road because everybody keeps littering. Mm-hmm. Um, now Steve Martin said that being a stand-up comedian is the Eagles Last Stand. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was pretty. I'm appropriate. not going to argue with Steve. No, nah, I, I mean you can't. he'll just That's... run you in circles anyway. Right. But last night's show. Yeah. Uh, monumental, historic. I've never in my life in the the three years that I've been working here, I've never seen a comic get a standing ovation on the way to the stage and then leaving the stage. That was just yeah. amazing. And, uh, I mean, how'd that feel? Uh, you know, first of all, I, uh, let's um, let's look at what you just said. I got a, I didn't deserve the standing ovation going up, certainly, because I hadn't done anything yet. And I don't know about going out. It may have been they were glad it was over. I'm not sure. <laughs> Why they stood? Either way. All right, let's let's look at. First off, yes, it was totally deserved. I, it felt it felt very nice. It was it was very nice. I <laughs> but again, I don't think I deserved it. I, my performance last night was not that good. I was off. I, I, I felt off, and I couldn't I couldn't get ripped. Scott knew it. Scott I, knew it. Well, you know, I I think you were flabbergasted by how. Well, like how much love was in the room? I think that kind of threw you because normally you're just up on the stage and you're like you're just a dude up there, just just doing yeah. your shit. What do I got to deal with? Yeah, yeah, you know. But I mean, it was more personal. I think. Yeah, it and, was, and I think that's and, what was. And, off. and listen, I loved every one of them. They were they were fantastic, and they've been kind to me. Um, I don't know. That I would want to do comedy that way, right? You know, <laughs> would you be more comfortable with just a show of hands after of who enjoyed? Yeah, just yeah. A quiet, that would be nice, a- right? Or you know. Um, Here's why I, I thought about this because um, last night again it was it was fantastic and I, I sound like such a spoiled brat saying this because I'm it sounds like I'm complaining and I am not but you get into comedy to to make jokes and kill and to win people over sure. so you stand in front of a bunch of strangers and you hope at best they're neutral to you right and then you take laughs from them. Right, sure. That feels good. Yeah, that's what you want. That's why you're in the business. You know, an, last night I don't think I could have done anything wrong with these people. You couldn't have, and that's that felt very weird well, and, and wrong in a lot of ways. But understand something though, Lee. For 25 years, you have earned every bit of what that's you got really, last yeah, night. But it, okay, I, and I I appreciate that. Thank you. But it has nothing to do with comedy sure. and the work. You know, they I, were here to support me for what happened in television. Absolutely, and that to me, that is, it just feels odd. Sure, I, I, and I, I've probably made everybody mad. No, he's no. a spoiled brat who's no. complaining actually, about a standing. Oh, it, it just didn't feel justified to me. Actually, I didn't earn it. 
any, anybody that that is a fan of stand up understands exactly what you're saying. So I mean, no, we get that. Yeah. But you know, last night was more than just about stand up comedy. It was about injustice. Yeah, and I, I I know I know I don't want it to be about that though. Sure. I, I don't want to be a lightning rod for anything other than jokes. I just want to do my job. I yeah. Don't, I didn't I didn't want this. No, no. Who and does? I know, and 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 I know that a lot of people support me because they can see themselves in me. They can see that they are loyal to a company, and and they make an accident, a mistake, and they're they're vilified. Yeah. And and then they have to lose their job with no um, consideration as to who they really are or as to what they have done in the past. Absolutely. So I think people identify with that because they, they can see how political correctness or the culture is changing in that direction to where you know your average joe or josh <laughs> could could get you know just nailed yeah and uh, you know i've been there before yep. uh not quite in the public eye like you are but i've been there and i understand exactly what you know you went through it, it's horrible you were you were executed tried and executed by the court of public opinion yep. you know it wasn't even it wasn't even fair um, well, I don't even know. We say, and you're right to an extent, but it was a very small group. No, absolutely. But it, that has a lot of weight with uh, corporate America, who wants well, to look as if they are socially aware. And I think you can do both. I think you can be socially aware and make sure that you're on the side of justice. But when you're on the side of justice, you have to look at the facts. Sure. And and I, you know, and I had a conversation with. Um, Several of my friends, and, and many of them uh, people of color, that were very concerned about the way this would go. And, and their take, and I agree with them, was that you keep doing this kind of thing. Because that's the thing people don't see. And is uh, when I'm in public, and, and I'm going to Kroger or the car wash or whatever I'm doing, the most zealous people in this whole thing that have come up to me to say that they were sorry were people of color. Yeah. People that came up to me, sure. go, Lee, you were you were done wrong, and I think they have a better antenna as to what real racism is and what it looks like, and, and not a guy who made a mistake because he was misinformed, right? And so they, I think to them, they're like, you can't do this because if you do, when the real racism that is out there rears its ugly head, the majority of people going, you've said this so much. I don't know that I can believe you anymore. Right. Yeah. And they're not going to take it as seriously as they should. Yeah. Do you keep up with the uh, the social media responses and, and what people are, look, all the support? And I haven't really seen much negative. Uh, well, there was a lot of negative in the beginning. <laughs> well. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want to say a lot, but there was, you know, a few folks that wanted to. And, and, and what happened with my situation was there was a, a people that weren't familiar with the show on a local level that saw the, the 15, 30-second clip, and then they retweeted or reposted. Sure. And, and it made enough noise that the Herald-Leader then took it and ran with it, and they put it on a national platform. And then that's when some social justice warriors thought, oh, let's, let's, um, let's do this. Fry this guy. <laughs> yeah, let, let's go after him. Um, What's the term I'm looking for where you uh, justify your you – know, I'll think of it in a minute. But, but anyway, that's what they were doing. And so they grandstanded on top of uh, my mistake, which wasn't what it really looked as if it was because it wasn't. Right. And then the company had to – I guess they – even though they didn't talk to me, they didn't talk to my cohorts, so either my co-host or my producer and 
pulled the trigger. After that moment, though, that's when Kentucky woke up and went, what? Yeah. What do you mean? And, and, and then that's what you're talking about is yeah. where you see all this, the positive reinforcement I got, which, you know, was a, a, just a tsunami compared to that little trickle of Absolutely. hate I was getting there for a while. I, I mean, dude, I've known you for a little while now. You ain't got a mean bone in your body. There's just no malice intent in you. Well, there's nothing funny about racism unless Mel Brooks is doing it. Well, and, and he's making fun of it. Right. You know, and, and I wouldn't laugh at that. I wouldn't think this is funny. Again, I mean, the way that whole day happened is the most surreal, unbelievable thing ever. Because uh, we got back, uh, Haley and I, we, we came in late to the station, which happens maybe three or four times a year. I literally walk in, put on my earpiece, go sit in the chair. Yeah. And then begin the show. Right. And so these stories are coming at me on the teleprompter, which I have I have not had a chance to proofread. I normally do because I want to write jokes in there. Sure. I don't have a chance at this, so I'm just riffing. Right. Yeah. And then we have the royal family debate, and we argue about it. Which was common. Which, well, it was also going to be sponsored. Yeah. We did it so much, the salespeople <laughs> wanted sponsored. Yeah, so we put what we call in the TV business a billboard, which is an opening. So, you know, like SNL would do an opening for Black Jeopardy or whatever your favorite sketch is. Sure. So we had that, too. And, um, and so we get out of that, and it's my turn to read. So I begin to read, and BBC disc jockey, fired for making fun of royal family. Again... I don't think racist thoughts. I don't know sure. why right. would I not go, hey, this is my new favorite. I'm trying to score points against Haley's, what I'm trying to do. <laughs> right. I go, look, there's a guy in England that ag- agrees with me that yeah. this is all nonsense. Right. This worship of the royal family. Um, even when I read the words, uh, use the depiction of a chimpanzee for the, uh, for the baby, I, I'm thinking monty python sketch you yeah. know the yeah. way they would use fish to talk to you in the morning sure. i don't know what he's done but it must be funny right but i'm thinking yeah well then it, we've so the second paragraph it's it says something about racism and then i kind of tap the brakes go what wait a minute what's this right. i'm thinking and then Haley's yelling at me she knew about it she follows the tabloids she's not trying to hurt me she's trying to save the bit sure, sure. and say why don't you why don't you take a photo and uh, of a monkey and say it's the royal baby see if you don't think it's racist and you'll see me behind my coffee mug and i'm going what the hell is going what on just right happened? now what <laughs> just happened yeah exactly is what i'm thinking yeah. what are we talking about what did this guy do i'm completely confused yeah but honestly i didn't even think about it anymore after that because we get out of it i make a joke about her and then the, we do the rest of the day. We do the 4 o'clock. Not until that night I thought, what was that bit about? And I look it up and I see the photo for the first time because we don't have access to the photo that day. So right. I'm flying blind completely. And then I go, oh, God. Well, this guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy's a piece of work. Too far. All right, let me apologize tomorrow. Sure. And I thought that'd be the end of it. Yeah. Did you apologize on your own accord? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I went to my boss that morning and said, hey, I just want to let you know I'm going to apologize uh, on the show today. Right. And he said, why? And I said, well, this DJ over in Britain did this thing, and I didn't know what he'd done, so I want yeah. to make sure folks know that that's, I don't actually think that's funny. Of course not. And, um, and he said, okay, go do it. And yeah. we thought, again, that would be it. Yeah. I had no idea that, you know. A week later. You make a mistake, <laughs> and then people want your job for that. Right. Um, I mean, I guess I've seen it, you know, but you think people know you better than that but yeah they don't and, and then of course the herald leader jumped all over it yeah. and the herald leader by the way 
in their their dozens, maybe. Of they subscribers. have every, every yeah. They have every time they've talked about it now, and I mean, I, honestly, I people don't think the media has a bias, but geez, oh Pete, yeah, they really do. Yes. Every time they talk about it, so they've done they've done editorial columns. They've they did the story two or three times, and even when they did the what's happening this weekend, Lee Cruz is a comedy off Broadway. They use the chimpanzee photo. I saw that. What does that have to do with me? I don't mean... The, they got that photo of me where I'm looking like a chimpanzee, you know, <laughs> yeah. where I'm making the face. But the actual chimpanzee photo, they attach it to yeah. me to try to do their thing. Sure. It, it's, I, I saw that. This, I mean, they do it every time. There's thousands of photos they could use, and they do that one. I was trying to do a little bit of research before today, and that's mm-hmm. all that came up is that photo on yeah. the Herald Leader over and over. Yeah. Yeah, it was on there numerous times. That's what they do. You know, I, I mean, it, it would be a really crappy interview if we did bring up what happened. Um, yeah. But there is so much more going on with you that I would love to talk about. And, uh, I mean, absolutely. If there's something else you want to get off your chest about this, let's talk about it. But Oh, I don't care. I just, I, you know... It, it was an injustice, and I think the majority of the people understand that and see that, and that's why people are supporting you the way they're supporting you, yeah. and as they should. Um, but, I mean, you made a statement to me last night that I think is awesome, and I'd love to hear more about it. You told me you're more busy now unemployed than you were when you, you were employed. That's true. Yeah, I, uh, well, I don't know if I'm more busy, but I, I thought you know, I could just be a trophy husband and <laughs> lay around and you know, suntan all day. Why not? But she, she wasn't going for that. No. <laughs> no. I, no, I've got meetings. Uh, I've got things that I'm working on uh, with other broadcast entities that I Very cannot nice. talk okay. about. Awesome. Um, and it requires a lot of uh, due diligence with attorneys and this sure. and that. So that's what I'm doing. Fantastic. I spend most of my time having lunches. Well, good. It's and not a bad uh, day. You know, I was, no. I was actually going to ask you if uh, that was something like that was in the works. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear yeah. that. And uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to be glad to hear that. And, you know, when I was going through it, this I don't know how many people said, hey, this is going to turn out better for you. And, you know, when you're in the darkness, that's, oh, sure, great. It sounds, that's just a cliche. But I think that's true, you know. Yeah. I think it is true, and I think it will. Well, I think. So I'm uh, looking forward to making all this uh, a reality. Oh, me too. And I, and I can't wait to see uh, whatever entity that is, their ratings triple because you're there. And well, that's, that's sure to happen. I hope so. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I hope. Uh, Hope some other people that were done wrong in that situation end up coming out on top, too. Because, <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, you know, there, there were some other people that were hurt by this as well and really had nothing to do with it other than the fact that, yeah. you know. Well, again, I, and I want to make sure that I – it wasn't Lexington. It wasn't the right. my, my family and friends where I worked. Right. It wasn't those guys at all. It was a decision that came from the parent company called Scripps. Right. That – didn't talk to me again. Didn't talk to anybody that was involved to ask what happened. You think they would be do their due diligence and, and think investigate? But two they decades not. of service is worth worthless. Yeah, you would think you would come down and ask the question, but you didn't ask. You know, hey Lee, what happened? Right. We want to talk to you before because we're leaning towards letting you go. So we sure. want your side of it. I'm yeah. glad to give it to them. Yeah. And w- would you? I mean, honestly, you'd understand at that point if they at least came to you and said, "This is what we're leaning towards because of this." Can you give us your side of it? I mean, well, I, yeah, I, I would understand that you're leaning that way. I would also call you cowards. Well, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
You I'm know, just saying if you're it, just going to give him to this uh, online mob mentality. The diff, the, I, I, I've been through the looking gr- glass, and the disparity in reality and what you see on social media is so vast, it's crazy. And if you stay on social media long enough, you start to believe this <laughs> is the reasoning of the people, and it is not. Right. Yeah. It just simply is not. Social media is a small percentage of who we are as Americans. Absolutely. And you've got to get your head out of your ass when it comes to that. Agreed. Totally and, 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 but there's companies now that that's all they follow. They yeah. think that they're getting tweets and messages and phone calls, and they think, well, this is what the people want. Well, if you don't have some discernment and wisdom, you're going to get killed. Yeah. And as a result, my f- poor fellow workers at LAX18 are getting killed over there right. yeah. for a decision they didn't make, and I feel bad for them. Yeah. And, and who can blame you? And it, what a crater that was left with that yeah. decision. Yeah. Um, but you know what? That was their decision. That's something that they're going to have to deal with, and you're going to move on to bigger, bigger and better things. And I just know you are. You, you can't help but land on your feet with all the experience you have and well, things you've done. Well, we'll see. Oh, well, you know. from your lips to God's, God's ears. ears. There we, we say. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, even Jews say that. It's okay. <laughs> even Jews say Even it. Jews say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the book I follow was based on a bunch of Jews. That's, you know? that's what I hear. That's yeah. what I hear. Yeah, I had a debate about that with a, a little kid that I uh, taught VBS yeah. uh, this past summer. Yeah. And uh, somebody had mentioned... Now, VBS at Temple? No, 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 uh, at a Christian oh, church. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, they I, brought you in. Actually, I, I'm baptized Christian. I was raised Catholic. You know, I'm just a Jew by birth, mainly. So um, you don't consider yourself a Messianic Jew, though? Um, no, I don't. I just, yeah. I'm just i just a Jew. My mom was a Jew, so that makes me a Jew. Okay. Um, <laughs> so I'm teaching VBS and uh, somebody but, but, else. But Messianic Jews are Jews who believe in Christ. Okay. I like I, I'm a Christian Jew. Well, that's a Messianic Jew in my <laughs> definition of it. I thought you were trying to get me to build something. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> That's Messianic, I think. Okay. Yeah. Messianic. Messianic, okay. Yeah. You believe Jesus is the Messiah. That's what you believe. I do. Okay, I do. there you go. That's definitely it. not a Jew, though. Jews don't think that at all. Well, you think original Jews did? Don't <laughs> well, you know Paul and Peter were Jews? Everybody you talk about in the Bible is a Jew, and okay, that's the whole then. point. Well, then, you know, all right. I mean, there was, and that was that was the point I was trying to make to this little kid. He, he said something disparaging about Jews. I said, "Can you name another Jew?" He's like, "No." I said, "How about Moses?" He goes, "He was Christian." I said, "No, he was a Jew." Yeah. I said, "Let's keep going because they're all Jews. <laughs> all of them are Jews. Yeah, every, every one of them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. Matthew, Peter, Mark. I mean, they're right. all Jews. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> well, except for Pilate. Yeah. Well, he was <laughs> Roman. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we hope. Not a Jew. Not a Jew. Not a Jew. Not a nice guy. Uh, didn't really care about anything though, did he? Um, you, you, uh, he was you, caught up. You know what he's caught up in? Social media. That's what it was. Somebody <laughs> tweeted, Somebody tweeted, killed Jesus. And he was like, you know what? Essentially, I mean, that's sort of the mindset. Let me check with you the think Herald about Leader. It. Uh, what's <laughs> this mob want me to do? Wait, let's, ch- let's check with the Herald Leader. Yeah. Um, Barabbas yeah. won the Facebook poll. That's right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Barabbas. Yeah, let's, let's, look at the, let's look at the Herald Leader subscribers. You uh, 30 people, what do you, uh, what do you want us to <laughs> <Yeah>. do? <laughs> Herald Leader. Crap. Um, comedy shows. Do you got any coming up? Uh, well, Aside I was on the weekend. road um, recently. I was up in, uh, where was I? Clarksville, Indiana. Our friend, our mutual friend, Sean Reynolds, actually booked it. Yeah. Um, and I went to do it. Sean was bragging about it, said, this is great. So I get there. It's an outdoor venue. I'm already pissed at Sean. <laughs> 
And it's not gated, meaning it's just walk up oh, with wow. lawn chairs. Oh, wow. So now I'm really bad. I go, Sean, what is this? I know it looks like a hell gig, he said. But it's actually good. And he was right. It turned out they do this maybe once a year. It's a summer event they do for their town. And people come to just enjoy comedy. Yeah. And it, it was me and Mike Nielsen, and um, it was fun. I, I had a good time doing how, that How gig. many people showed up to that? It was probably 200, maybe, oh, wow. something like that. It wasn't like the theater last year where it was like 400 degrees while you're on stage, was it? Where was that? At, the uh, one you and Scott and Garrett. Oh, and that was an outdoor, too. But yeah. now, that, uh, that's the Pioneer Playhouse, though. But that, I mean, that's a theater. That's it, a real theater. It was like 200 degrees yeah, on it was stage. Hot. It was really hot. It was hot. Garrett but, said he was melting. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, what a wuss. <laughs> He's out there for, what, five minutes? Five minutes. I did 45. Jesus. Melting. These kids. These, they can't take anything. Yeah. He didn't even have water with him. I mean, Jesus. He wouldn't make it. Yeah. <laughs> um, you got anything coming up? Uh, to plug? No, I don't have anything to plug coming up that I can think of. I know I'm going to be somewhere, but I can't think of it at the moment. Well, if you think of it, we'll, yeah, we'll throw I it will out let there. You know. Yeah, I'm, uh, I've been I've been busy, you know, being unemployed, as I said earlier. Right. I've, I've got some things I'm working on uh, that I can't talk about. That's that, fine. Uh, but uh, people will know about it on social media eventually. <laughs> well, uh, whenever you, you get all those things ducks yeah. in a row and that to happen, yeah. we'll have you come back and we can talk yeah, about well, that. Sure. That'd I can talk great. about it then, yeah. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, so th- there's a couple things I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of them is I'm, I want some dirt on Scott Wilson. Mm-hmm. And uh, if there's anybody that's got dirt on Scott Wilson, like a story. You got any, uh, like... An anecdote? Like anecdotes on Scott. I anecdotes. I got plenty of stories about Scott Wilson. But, um, you know, Scott, when I, when uh, we did a little touring together early on, you know, and um, like I would open for him right. starting off and, and he was Spartacus. He really was, you know, I think people come here, they see him open. He's in the horrible slot of, of opening, you know, yeah. taking the bullet as we say. Uh-huh. But, um, you know, it, I, I would watch him in amazement, and I learned a lot. I probably learned more from Scott than anybody on how to handle various situations and look for the funny in the room. Right. And But Scott would slay guys that you – because know, a lot of – we did – I remember we were at either Bears and we did a show at uh, somewhere in Ohio, and I would watch him handle drunks and hecklers, and, and he was he was as good as anybody. I, 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 Back in the day. Now, of course, he's well, feeble and old. Well, I mean, I still learn stuff from him. You know, I mean, especially when he's dealing with, you know, jerks in the room. Mm-hmm. And uh, just the, his ability to retain all the different ways to react to people yeah. is is pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I adore the guy. Um, One of the funniest things that, I, that, you know, when you think about life and you go, I, I, I laughed as hard as I've ever laughed, you know, and you may have like three or four of those moments. One of them is Scott and I were doing a writing session over to his house, and we decided to order a pizza. And um, and he lives in a split-level home, so when you open the door, you can either go up the steps or down the steps or off the left to the dining living room area. And so we both run upstairs. I said, I got it. I'll pay for it. And he goes, I'll get drinks. So he goes upstairs to the kitchen to get the drinks. And um, I am standing in the doorway and the pizza delivery man has handed me the pizza so i gotta reach for my wallet so i take the pizza and i turn and i put it on the about the fourth step set it there so i can now get my wallet right so i get my wallet out and i'm paying the guy 
Now, here comes Scott down the stairs with drinks in his hand. And you know about Scott's eyesight. It's not the best. Right. He doesn't see the pizza. (laughs) God love him. He steps on the pizza and becomes Tony Hawk. (laughs) He he skateboards the pizza down. I I hear it because I turn to see it, and I hear, and him going, whoa. (laughs) And he hits me. Oh, shit. And pushes me into the pizza guy who goes out into the yard, falls down out into the yard like a Three Stooges sketch. (laughs) (laughs) And he's on the ground, and he gets up and says, I ain't never seen that before. (laughs) And then I say, I'm so sorry, and I give him the money. Now we got this pizza with a shoe imprint. I mean, the box was still on top of it, but it's indented. And we laughed that entire night. Just tears streaming down our face because uh, we just kept thinking about that poor pizza guy who saw this. I ain't never seen that before. <laughs> this big guy hit this little guy and shove him into him and skateboard the pizza down the staircase. Oh, that was so funny. Jesus. Oh, God, I love that moment. That's awesome. Yeah. I, uh, I love uh, Scott's writing style. Uh, Scott has the ability to write uh, uh, dick jokes without actually saying dick, and that's uh, yeah. I mean, most of his stuff is like that. It's mm. a fine art. It, it is a fine it's art. A fine art. Yeah. Um, with your stand-up, mm-hmm. um, you know, I heard some of your new stuff last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, how much time did you have to prepare that? Because I mean, it, I've only uh, executed it once. Uh, I was at the castle in uh, Versailles, and I did the jokes there. And I still don't really have them down. I mean, I'm trying to just get sequences and cut them and, and edit them to where they're efficient, you know. Well, they I I liked them. I mean, yeah. I just sat in the back just watching everything. And I would imagine whatever I keep from this, and I don't know. It's hard to that'd be hard to do on the road. Um, but I found ways I can do certain things on the road. I can make them more generalized where they work. Right. But that you know, right now it's probably a five six minute chunk. It'll probably end up being three. Sure. You know, just keep trying. By this time and... next year, yeah, I'll get it down. But I mean, you know, that, it's quick. That's the process, though, right? I yeah, mean, that is the process. Trim yeah. the fat, trim the fat, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, you're still going to be involved in all the contests and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, now. we're starting that up uh, Tuesday, right? Yep. You're going to open up for us. I'm opening up for okay. you. Yeah. yeah. Haley Harmon, the, uh, the the co-host, correct? That loves the royal family will be the. <laughs> will be uh, one of the celebrity judges for us. So. That's fantastic. That's I love hearing that. I love that she's going to still be involved as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, now, that, that, none of that affect uh, Haley and I. If anything, it just made it stronger for yeah, us, our bond. It, it couldn't have. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she, she defended me as well as anybody. And it's just, it's just ridiculous that we had to go through that. But that's the way it works yeah it is what it is what's your favorite joke you like telling on stage what's the one that you get the most satisfaction out of? uh the newest one whatever that is <laughs> you know the, like one of the ones from the yeah i would imagine you last night yeah uh because i you know i like the way you opened i yeah, mean yeah that was great yeah i i don't i i get like any other comic i get bored and tired of my own material sure but there are times when it'll It'll feel new for some reason. I'll think of it in a different way while on stage, and then I'll even write another angle or a new tag or something. But whatever the newest joke is is the one I like to tell. You know, it's the one I want to get to, obviously. Um, but you know, I, I don't. I guess I like them all. I, if I don't like them, I won't do them. Yeah. You know, I'll get rid of them. Do you have any uh, greatest hits that you've been doing? Because you've been doing comedy a long time. Yeah. Any that um, kind of followed you that you just keep up with? As far as jokes? Yeah. Um, well, I guess, yeah. I've stayed with uh, 
the the transportation bit is is done really well for me um and and i can always add to that you know about the way we the way we transport ourselves across america yeah and then the other one is the the marriage chunk especially the handbook of marriage i like that (laughs) chunk and i can always add and subtract from that i can add a new page if i want page two page three page four page five whatever it is um and i I have fun doing that it's fun to watch the audience those jokes in particular connect really well yeah just about with everybody it's sort of universal because they've been in that moment and so it's fun to watch their faces you know sort of go ah you know especially wives and elbow <laughs> their husbands you know that's what you do you you idiot i see that quite a bit you know so you've been married a long time yeah how did your how did your wife feel about uh... she has no opinion on this <laughs> can't be bothered with she's your not work. allowed to have an opinion on this <laughs> that's great yeah. does she vote no she's not allowed she walks five paces behind me that's at all times she, they, love, uh, they love him in Japan. She, uh, I mean, she gives me input, and it's she's usually right about stuff too. You know? I figured. Um, but yeah, now there has there have been attempts, and I should say successful attempts, to edit some of my sure. material. There, when we were first married, I was doing a lot of ex girlfriend stuff. She hated that, yeah. even though the ex girlfriends were the targets of the humor, and I'm like. It's not going to work. Well, I didn't understand it's that. It's upsetting me a little bit, and I have no ties with you. Well, well, so I, I stopped doing it while she was in the room. Smart. She wasn't smart. in the room, I'd do the joke. <laughs> sure. If I got 45 minutes to fill, you know, I'm going to fill yeah. the time here. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, this is running to the end of the uh, free portion. Uh, we're getting ready to uh, film our bonus stuff for our Patreon fans. So if you're on Patreon, you're looking at this video. Make sure you subscribe so you can see the rest of this with all the bonus stuff because we've got some more interesting things to ask Lee. Especially, I got a Scott Wilson story that he told me that I want to see what your, your side of it was because I I love hearing when they they go back and forth. And we'll get Scott on here and he'll rebut it and it'll right. be a lot of fun. Right. But uh, you got anything else before we switch over to that? No. What's wrong with these cheap people that won't go with us? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Open up the pocketbook for crying what out loud. Two bucks to you. Good. Lord. Is that what it is? That's two a, bucks. It's two bucks to become a patron. That's all it is. My Jerry's good. kids over here. Jerry's. <laughs> Do you got anything else? I'm good. All right. Well, for Lee Cruz and Brandon Nicole, I'm Josh Sarm. You guys have a good night. And we're back. All right, so this is our special bonus feature for our Patreon fans. Uh, guys, we're back here with Lee Cruz and Brandy Nicole. And, still here. And we're, uh, we're having fun talking with Lee about all kinds of fun stuff, uh, stuff that not, wasn't so fun, and uh, we're going to keep going with that. Uh, Lee, the story that I'm dying to hear your side of, and I don't think I've ever heard you talk about this. I've heard Scott tell me the story a bunch of times, and it's funny every time, but it's one of the Christmas parties at James Gregory's house. Uh-huh. And Tim Wilson's there, mm-hmm. and it started with the uh, styrofoam plates in the fireplace. Yeah. That's where it started, and then you and Scott end up in James Gregory's bedroom, with oh. you, like going towards the not like that, going towards like a big bathroom that like has mm-hmm. statues of mm-hmm. Adam and Steve, and mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. Scott 
has some things to say, and I just I want to hear your side of the story. Well, I don't remember what Scott said. I do remember <laughs> going to the bathroom and being amazed by it because uh, it was the size of like a YMCA shower. You right. know, it was huge. <laughs> it was the first time I'd really in person saw because this was a long time ago. Those Amazon rain shower heads, you know, where it's above you. Were you taking a shower? Ah, uh, sure. Just being Why nosy? not? We just got in there and <laughs> said, "Let's get clean." No, we were being nosy, and it had you know. Uh, Shower heads on the wall. I mean, it was like a car wash, essentially. It was just huge. We just needed the buffers, I guess, to get a good wax and shine. Mm. He, he probably had them. In I don't remember. What did Scott say he said? I don't remember. Scott said something like he was gonna. T- he told you he was going to take off all his clothes and do a cannonball into the, the big bathtub. Yeah. The bathtub, I think, if I recall, even the hot tub was massive. Just huge. It would be the size of, like, a small pool. Were you filling up this guy's hot tub and bathtub? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Sure. Yeah. But you got to understand, James. I mean, James told us that this was. Uh, he goes, "I got the little house behind the pond." Well, it's not a pond. It's a lake, and it's a you know eight bedroom, ten bathroom, just huge mansion. Yeah. Yeah. yeah in one of the more elite areas of Georgia. And he serves, Woodstock. And he serves everybody on styrofoam plates. Yeah. No, he's, he's still very much a country boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the conversation with uh, Tim Wilson by the fireplace when he was. Well, we were over there talking to Tim, and uh, and James would – he had, like, a country hand that he would slice and then take the the bare hand of the ham and then put it on your plate with no silverware that I recall, and then you would eat that way. And so, you know, there's 50 to 100 people at this party. Right. And we go over to where Tim Wilson is, and we're standing there, and Tim's finished his ham, and James comes up to talk to me, Scott, and Tim. And Tim – kind of has his paper plate wadded up and says, uh, James, don't care if I throw my paper plate in the fire. And James said, I'd rather you not. <laughs> and I was just, you know, you're with these two legends of comedy and sure. watching this interaction. Oh, good. I'm so nervous. Anyway. What is what is, what is going go. on here? What is, this is like the worst magnifying glass I've ever seen, Josh. Do you see nothing but, you know, Black filter. Yeah, that's, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, you're fine. But anyway, that was a fun moment. And uh, didn't uh, James say something about you know? Don't you know what FMIA stands for? To Tim Wilson, because he he said something like uh, I don't remember like, that. Maybe Scott was saying he said something like uh, I I want to I just throw it in the fireplace. Mm-hmm. He said, Well, I'd rather you didn't. And they got into an argument, and James looked at him and said, Don't you know what FMIA stands for? He's got a necklace that says FMIA on it, mm-hmm. and he says it means funniest man in America. Oh, Tim Wilson looked at him without batting an eye. He said, "Fuck me in the ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. oh, I love that. <laughs> that's like a romantic evening at the bathtub and holding oh, in your hand. It, and... it should have been, <laughs> but it, it uh, drew a blank that night. I think. So. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I think uh, James Gregory was really upset that night because Jordan showed up with with his <laughs> soon to be wife. Sure. That that was upsetting to him. Yeah. Uh, you guys used to do a bunch of stuff like that, though. Go around like uh, mm-hmm. the Christmas party at James Gregory's house. Did that happen regularly, or was that a? It was a, that was the only time I went. But yeah, he used to do it for comics uh, as an annual. I don't think he does it anymore. Um, I think you know some people trashed the place or something, and he got upset and stopped doing it. Yeah, I remember one time Scott and I did a gig for uh, Grant Turner, aka Ricky Mokel, who is probably my favorite comic to watch i'll just watch him all day long and laugh hysterically uh and he booked a place in um what is it 
is it Campton, North Carolina, someplace like that. Uh, it's near Asheville. And we did a gig, and it was great. Scott and I did improv after. I mean, we unloaded every cartridge we had, you know, and um, and killed. Both of us did great. And then we're backstage, and some guy comes backstage, the big wig of the town, I assume, and said, fellas, we're not done with you all. I'll give you $500 if you come back out. And Scott was ready to go. For some reason, I knew better. I'm like, no, we have nothing <laughs> left. We're going to take $500 from this guy and go back out there and do what? You know, I wasn't in that business that long. Sure. But I knew we extinguished everything. Yeah. yeah. There just wasn't anything left to do. And it would have been a miserable failure. And I kept Scott out of it. And he, he was mad at me that whole night, I think. so. <laughs> and then I ran into a girl who reminded me of an ex. And then Scott got me back by blocking all my efforts that entire ah, <laughs> What a good wingman. Yeah. yeah. It's like, cost me 500 bucks, huh? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that was a good decision. Even though the money would have been nice. It, I, I don't... I don't think we... They just they weren't done. That's yeah, they weren't done, and that would have yeah. been ugly, and it would have just yeah. devolved into something nobody wanted to see. Good comics know when to get off the stage, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, well. well, I mean, I didn't always. Sure. But I, I did that night. Yeah. yeah. You've had you've had those moments where you just should have left it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, where I, I, I had a joke that blew up and, and should have said goodnight, and then hung on because that felt so good oh, yeah. you know that's right into the veins <laughs> oh yeah let me get another hit of that <laughs> and then and then it doesn't come you know right. and it's like ah crap now I gotta walk off <laughs> to silence yeah to silence or people going well you should have left early I mean even the right. civilians know you should have left early <laughs> the people that have nothing to do with comedy yeah, are right. like, you should have left you should have quit what are you doing you're ahead yeah mm-hmm. oh, good stuff man uh, so alright enough of Scott Wilson stories John Stewart yeah. uh Good guy. Yeah, I've only met him the one time. Uh, he came down to Lexington. Um, this is when Comedy Central, for some reason, the local cable company at the time is before Spectrum, I guess, whatever they were, had canceled Comedy Central. So even before the advent of social media, somehow he, I guess through radio advertising or whatever, he, he uh, said, I'm going to do a concert to bring Comedy Central back. So he, he was coming to the Singletary. Well, uh, our promotions people found out they wanted somebody to open they said well we got a guy on staff who's also a comic and uh and they said that's great and so i would do five ten minutes i guess and then jeff garland would middle who was on curb your enthusiasm now yeah and then stewart would close so uh we have dinner and then scott's with me who knew stewart because he worked with him at the punchline in atlanta yep and we go backstage, and somebody informs me, uh, you're out. You're not going to get to go on stage. Comedy Central people are nervous about that. They don't want you doing anything. I'm like, what? You know, I've told everybody. My dad's in the audience. <laughs> right, what are you right. talking about? What do you mean? <laughs> so Scott finds we've, we still have passes because we're part of the radio group that's promoting it. So we're backstage, and we get to Stewart. And, and Stuart and I think, you know, Scott said, you remember me from the punchline? We watched a guy vomit on this thing. And, uh, <laughs> That's a great story, from, too. Yeah. And, and Stuart's, yes. And he goes, hey, this is my buddy Lee. He's supposed to open for you tonight. And he's like, hey, good. And we said, well, we were supposed to, but they said we couldn't. And John said, who said you couldn't? Yeah. Those guys. <laughs> he goes, I'll be right back. And he goes over, and we can't hear what he's saying, but it's like, you know, pointing fingers because John's smaller than I am. And he's, you know, pointing to these guys <laughs> doing this. And he comes back to me and says, do your time. 
That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah, he's a good dude. Yeah, that uh, that link that you shared on what he just did. For oh, that was that amazing. That's God. Awesome. Yeah. What a what a. I mean, yeah. I, I served 16 years in the military. I understand mm-hmm. what it's like to be forgotten by yeah. your government. But I mean, what they're doing to those 9/11 That's guys ridiculous. is just appalling. It's ridiculous, and there was no more eloquent spokesperson than John Stewart for this. Yeah. I mean, he's a New Yorker first and foremost, but in my opinion, he's a great American as well. I mean, I don't always agree with his opinions on on politics, but I always respected him mainly because the jokes are first. Right. It, it, you know, no matter what was going to happen, he was going to get a laugh. And even at the expense of his own ideology, he'd still get the laugh. Yeah. Right. And that's what I respected about him. And there's not much of that anymore. Yeah. You know, you know now it's uh, just a political party with a few jokes at one entity, and that's it. And that irritates me. Not the way Johnny d- did it, and it's certainly not the way Stewart did it. I mean, for the most part. But I, I really respected him as a comic. I think he's, I think he's brilliant. And I loved what he did. And, and he spoke for every American on that moment. Absolutely. I don't think there was a single person that would disagree with what he was yeah, doing. Right. I mean, except for... The people know, that weren't there. there. That should be there. Jackasses. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh, you mentioned Johnny. Uh, big fan? Carson? Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I find myself here lately, I'll put on a Tonight Show from YouTube yeah. and go to sleep to it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's just some sort of, I don't know... Uh, convalescence for me because you know that's how I when I was a kid sure I wanted to watch the tonight show and my parents wouldn't let me I had to go to bed and I could hear them laughing at Johnny's monologue you know and that was irritating yeah um yeah I miss that guy me too me too uh I think when he retired uh some class on TV left oh, it changed with him. forever yeah. yeah uh what's your favorite you have a favorite episode Johnny because I I do I have a well, there's the time he walked over to Don Rickles when um, <laughs> Rickles did. smashed his, his cigarette Super, case yeah. in a box. That's funny. <laughs> That's a great episode. Um, Don Rickles on there anytime is always yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I got several of those moments with Johnny that would just, you know, Johnny was so good. What he was the best at doing, really, was getting out of the way. Yeah. If you had a guest who could bring it, like a Jonathan Winters or Robin Williams, He'd let them go. And if you had an actress or an actor who really wasn't that engaging, Johnny would engage. And then, so you're always going to be entertained. My, I tell you, here's my favorite moment, Johnny Carson. is on the, He's doing the monologue, and he always, I used to crack up. And I love it even more now. Uh, when a joke would bomb, or maybe two or three jokes, you know, Johnny would start to dance, and the band would play T for Two. You know, like I'm gonna, yeah. I got to do something. That, right, it's hilarious. One time, he he was doing a joke about AWACS and um, the plane that the surveillance plane that the military had, where you know, and he he got it mixed up, or the cue card was mixed up, and and he he uh, Ed is arguing with him over it, and and he's sort of lost now because the joke's not going to work, and. And he's talked about this too long because he's trying to get whatever the um, acronym stands for. And and then this voice from above comes down. It's the boom operator. And he corrects Johnny and says it. And Johnny gives him a look like, why are you correcting me, first of <laughs> right. all? And, and it's just this funny moment where Johnny looks at him and says, you know, oh, really? You know, how would you know? And the guy says, "Why well, used to fly them?" Jesus. Now that would have killed any other comic. Sure, any other comic would have because now you got a military personnel, yeah. which you, we should be reverent to, 
And, you know, this is some guy that everybody's going to identify for because yeah. we all work for somebody. Right. Mm-hmm. This should kill that. Johnny's dead in the water, except right. he's Johnny Carson. So when the guy says, guys, he used to fly him, the audience sort of gasps, and Johnny takes a beat and goes, for us? <laughs> Love that. And that's when I went, <laughs> wow. That guy is the best there ever was. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned Rum Williams and Jonathan Winters. When they came on together the first time, I, I couldn't breathe. I was laughing so hard at that. Yeah. I mean, they're just – the two of them were, were nuts. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. Jonathan Winters still with us, isn't he? No. Did he, he passed, end up yeah. passing? Yeah. God, he was, he was old when he went, too, wasn't he? Yeah. But he got the – Dayton, the, Ohio guy, just up the road. Yeah. He, he did TV a long time. Yeah. It was black and white when he started doing TV. Those uh, Dean Martin roast, he was always my favorite. When he would come on and roast Frank, said he was Frank's bus driver, and you know, <laughs> or he would come on to Johnny, and he was like some farmer, and oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. who lived in Nebraska, you know, it was just great. Yeah, I'd, loved Jonathan Winters. I loved uh, Don Rickles on those roasts. They, oh yeah, God, the king yeah. of them. Yeah, they kill everybody. He didn't care. Right, he didn't care. And it, but he did it with love though. No, sure. Nothing was meant with malice. Yeah, it was no malice at no, all. No, yeah. just amazing. It's forgivable amazing. if it's funny. Uh, yeah. yeah, especially when you, people can tell when there's malice right. intent. Absolutely. And how you you should be able to do a joke intuitively. You know. Yeah. yeah, you just know if there's yeah, yeah. violence there. Mm-hmm. Man, this has been fun. Well, really? thanks for having me. Dude, we, we are so thrilled that you hey, said you. yes to, to do this. Well, I'm glad I could do it. Well, that, that's freaking awesome. Uh, we got two shows tonight. Two tonight. And uh, I know the first show sold out. second one's heading that way. Okay, good. fantastic. That'd I love great. it. And uh, I'm sure you will be welcomed and treated the exact same way. Yeah. And uh, once you get everything in line and you get uh, whatever uh, you got cooking to fruition, we'd love to have you back yeah, no. so we can talk about Tell it. Tell you all about it. And then we uh, stick our tongue out at, at those idiots at LEX18. Yeah. Well, it's not LEX18. It's Scripps. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a billion-dollar conglomerate, not the local people. Just keep that in mind. Scripps. So they're the reason why I can't get my prescriptions done, right? That's right. Just assholes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always some corporation. A um, little bit of housekeeping. Uh, we've got uh, Funniest Comic East of the Mississippi contest coming up here starting in August. We have the comedy competition here at Comedy Off-Broadway starting next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I think by the time this episode post it'll be probably going into the finals by that point so you're going to want to come out to the finals it's usually a packed house anyway so don't forget about that um we've got lee cruz here the rest of the weekend and then uh i'll be featuring for elliot chang at the comedy caravan in july 18th 19th and 20th so uh that'll be fun again i think we'll be out by then but uh I'm full in September. And what are you got going on? What are you well, doing? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, if you can come out before 7, I'll be at the Kroger in Versailles. I have to pick up some prescriptions. So actually, I'll be I'm there headed there until about right now. 7. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. I could use a ride, actually. Well, well there you go. Okay. And carpool. <laughs> Good. Very excited. I, I'm terribly excited. Um, yeah. Did you ever think about the thing you wanted to plug? Or was it uh, uh, still there? All right. Well, uh, you still have your website, uh, Lee Cruz. I don't know. If it's out there or not. But, I think uh, I'm on Facebook, Twitter. You can get me there if you want. There you go. And it's at Lee Cruz? Yeah. Okay. C-R-U-S-E. Right. Right. Not C-R-U-Z. Right. Or I. Right. There's no I in there. Can't afford that. No. (laughs) No. Who can? Who can? Well, Tom can, apparently. Well, he's got I before he kind of money. That's for the golf course kids. That's right. That's right. (laughs) You got anything else? Any final thoughts? No. None. Fantastic. Brandy, you got anything? Uh, yeah, my mom says hi. 
Yeah, oh. she's a she's huge never fan. Never been prouder. I have two college degrees, four kids. This is the first time she's shown interest. Well, I'm very excited. Tell her I said hello. <laughs> she will love that. Okay. What is her name? Tammy. Tammy. Yeah. Hello, Tammy. She's huge fan. Okay. Huge fan. Good. Number one signer on your petitions. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. That was weird too. That petition thing. I, I don't know where that came from. Um, I signed it. I and I saw three different ones out there. There's a couple. Yeah. yeah. My mom sends them to me I, all the time. That was so weird. And then there was a guy out on Man of War holding a sign. Bless yeah. his heart. Yeah. Oh, you didn't pay him for that? No. <laughs> I would have. I would have paid him. Wait. Social media said no. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. All right, guys. Well, it's been great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, for Lee Cruz and Brandon Nicole, I'm Josh Arm. You guys have a good night.